If you're here to listen, I want you to come here to learn. Let me tell you three things about me. I'm driven, I'm hardworking, I'm relentless. That's three things that describe Antonio Mansell. Yes, that's who I am, Antonio Mansell. You're here for a reason. You want to hear what I got to say. This show is called Antonio State 100, so I'm here to keep it real. I'm here to tell you the truth. You ain't gonna listen to nobody else but me. Welcome to my podcast. If you're here, you're already listening. You know what I mean? So tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. And that's where we'll take it at. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Antonio Mansell. I'll be your host. Welcome back to my podcast, Tonyo State 100. This is the podcast where we talk about everyday life. Today's episode is about mental health, episode two. By the way, I know a lot of you guys have been asking me questions like, how come you haven't posted a podcast? Where you been? Uh, What's been going on? Uh, I've been really busy with life, but today is the day. Uh, I have a special guest today. My friend Brian Reed will be talking about mental health and everything he's dealt with, everything that he can teach you guys, everything he can cope with. Also, I'll be having my co-host contribute, Mr. Larry Duncan. Hey, guys. Larry says, hey, guys, what's up? Uh, so to start out the uh, conversation, to start out the show, uh, Brian, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Hey, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm Brian. I'm 28 years old. I have been an occupational therapy assistant since I was 19. Wow. Um, wow. Had a l- little bit of a crazy life. Um, grew up in Ohio. Okay. As a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. And... My mom decided we were going to move to Florida when I was 21, and what part of Florida? My mom decided we were going to move to Florida when I was 21. Right. Uh, we moved to South Tampa. Really, I hated it there. <laughs> and <laughs> why you hate it? What's 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 so bad about Florida? Everybody usually goes down there for vacation. Everybody usually goes down to have a good time. For for a vacation, it's beautiful. Okay. It is. Um, but especially where I was in South Tampa, it was kind of a rough area. Really high cost of living there. Right. Car insurance is like two hundred fifty dollars. Man, man, that's crazy. I know uh, Florida is like a the sunshine state. Florida is like where everybody wants to go for va- for vacation, spring break, and, uh, Panama City. And growing up in Ohio, I just missed the seasons and everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you don't get to see much uh, much fall down in uh, South Tampa. <laughs> right. 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 So weirdly enough, this is uh, basically where I've always wanted to live. Okay, okay. So what made you, after you came from Florida, I know you said you lived in Ohio, you're originally from Ohio, then you came to Florida, and then you became to Kentucky. That's where I met you at, like, about two or three months ago. What got you here? Right, so um, I really just wanted to get out of Tampa for several reasons. Um, and my best friend had just just bought a house here, so he's like, hey, man, come rent a room from me. Right. Uh, so I live with my best friend Austin right now. Okay, okay, okay. Shout out, Austin. That's what's up. Talk about your experiences. I know, uh, talk about your experiences with, like, mental health. I know that's why we, me and you have been talking for the past two or three months about doing the episode, just getting together. We always have deep conversation. Uh, You're a person that I listen to about advice. So kind of talk about, like, what what experience brought you towards mental health. What kind of experience did you have when it came to mental health? Talk about it. Right. Uh, Well, while I, I have been working in mental health, Right. Since I was 19. Right. Um, for the past nine years here. Okay. My experience really started in my childhood. 
because um, my dad is bipolar. He has rapid bipolar cycling type two. Wow, that's crazy. That's tough. That's that's very tough. Uh, I'm sorry so, to hear that, but um, it was really rough growing up around that. Really, never knew what kind of environment I was going to have at home from hour to hour. Wow, he, he could just flip from being manic to depressed. And it was everyone else's fault around him. Man, um, so that's that's pretty crazy right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, really what made it difficult for him was that he refused to accept the fact that he had a problem. And I do want to talk more about that sort of thing later. Okay. But then on my mom's side, uh, lots of anxiety and depression. Uh, my grandfather actually committed suicide in his early 60s. I'm and sorry to hear that. Yeah, um, that's something I never really recovered from. Um, and so... I, don't, I haven't inherited a mood disorder, but I've definitely inherited issues with anxiety and depression. Right. And that's one thing I wanted to bring you on the show about this. Uh, that's why I wanted to bring you on the show, Brian. Uh, like I said, we talked about this for months at a time. We've had good conversations after work and when we just have free time. I just want to talk about mental health itself anyways, because I see so many kids, so many adults going through anxiety, depression, you know, uh, my, one of my favorite football players, Antonio Brown, he's been in the news lately a lot, just with mental health. They say he has CTE and that's the disease that most NFL football players get from getting hit in the head so much from the physical sport. So that's one reason why I wanted to talk about mental health today. And I know that me and you've talked about it for a while. And, uh, that's why I'm glad that you're able to come on the show and just talk about it. And I know Larry's going to touch on some things and, um, so talk about, uh, so you get to that point and, uh, right, right. So, I mean, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Um, I had always been just really interested in psychology as well. Um, I was homeschooled and basically, uh, with the way I was homeschooled, just honestly, you know, I would get my work, my school work done in an hour or two for the day, right. spend the rest of the day doing whatever, whatever I wanted. Right. But because I'm a nerd, whatever I wanted was a combination of playing with Legos and doing research on psychology, physiology, um, science, physics. I've uh, wow. just always been something I'm really interested in. And if you can't tell right now, anybody that's out there listening, uh, Brian Reed is a very smart guy. He uh, Sometimes I'm talking to him, I can't even uh, understand what he's saying because he's so intelligent. So I've always told Brian that uh, he's going to use some words that y'all ain't never heard. He's going to use some words that y'all are not used to. So stay with it. <laughs> yeah, not typical kid stuff when you have free time to be studying psychology. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Don't hear that often. Man, very intelligent guy. I really forget that I, I speak like a nerd, but appreciate it, man. You're smart, man. I told you that a long time ago. Um, so I, I did want to talk about some things that I've observed over time and I've experienced with myself. Um, when I was 23, I finally left the Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. And... That's because just uh, on a subconscious level for a long time, I realized that it was a cult. It was definitely like some fringe beliefs. Um, but the conscious part of me didn't want to accept that because that's how I'd been raised. Yeah, right. that's all you knew. Right, right. So right. I kind of snapped for a while. Wow. Because I just, I knew I couldn't do it anymore. I knew I didn't believe it anymore. But it was like my whole life had been ripped away from me. All my wow, family, man. my friends, my belief system. You know, suddenly I was like without God. So you just felt like you was a Jehovah Witness with your family in the box and that you couldn't even get outside the box. No right. way, no how. And your whole identity was probably wrapped around right, that. Right, right, right. So I, it was really Brian meets world. Wow. Um, wow. That's intense. So I, you know, like any lost man in the past five years, I spent a lot of time watching like Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson kind of stuff. Of course, of course, sure. Um, 
and and that really guided me a lot and then in combination with just reflecting on my childhood and with the experience working directly in mental health right um and I know you talked about like we. I know we talked about in the past. You you were an occupational therapist or something right, like that. I believe right. you told me occupational therapy assistant, okay. which also put me in the position to work with people that are seventy years and older. And just man, the amount of wisdom you can soak up from older people, right? Of is course, of insane, course, insane, insane. I think what's one of the most undervalued assets we have in our society. It is. We focus so much on youth and you know uh, physical beauty in this country. Instead of being like um, like Japan, where they revere the elderly people and the wisdom that they carry, right, right, we we lose so much of that. And that really manifests itself in just how the society functions. Yeah. Right. In Japan, things are so much more organized mm-hmm. and peaceful yeah. in general. Right, exactly. right. I noticed that. Uh, like one thing I I know we talked about in the past. Uh, we talked about. Uh, I know you said. Uh, you and your your dad had a situation. Your dad had a situation. How'd that make you feel when you was growing up? Like knowing that your dad had like some kind of bipolar. Like how, how'd you take it right. at first? You know what I'm saying? Just being at a, a young age. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at a young age, I didn't realize that there was a problem outside of the things that my parents were arguing about. Right. So I thought that that's how every everyone's family was. Right. Um, you probably were too young to like sort out your feelings. My, you know, my parents could get into a three-hour argument that started with what ingredients are typically in mac and cheese. Oh, shoot. And it would are you be, serious? It would be a screaming match for three hours. Man. Absolutely insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so that created a really uncertain environment. But my mom also really took a lot of time to talk with me through things. And we were trying to figure out what was going wrong in the family as well. Right. So that was, you know, the fact that she included me in on that really gave me a different perspective you know as like a 12 year old at that time when we really started talking about things and my dad's behavior right and we finally started putting the pieces together that like wait a minute no we're not the problem the way my mom's acting is not entirely the problem like 90 percent of it is my dad's ridiculous reactions to everything right right um so i spent a huge amount of time of my developmental years just being like a talk therapist and observer of of human behavior right did you enjoy that a lot how do you like it because that has to be like a hard job just i, I don't at know the same times it has to be a pretty easy job too you know just sitting there talking to people just having conversation but it was in the context of my family okay and as a 12 year old right 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 <laughs> so the the intellectual side of me loved the hell out of it right because i had something to latch on to something to figure out something purposeful um but really, it was it was it wasn't healthy, right? But at least what I've gotten out of it is at least I would like to think uh, a fair amount of experience in psychology, philosophy, mental health, and uh, interpersonal dynamics as a twenty eight year old. Which, if I can pat myself on the back again, I'm pretty proud of because I'm mildly autistic. Right. Right. Okay. See, that's something I didn't know about you, Brian. Uh, like I said, I know we had so many talks, and uh, one thing I noticed right off the bat about you, man, you just you're so clever. You're smart. You're good at like uh, you like I told you earlier, you made me think about a lot of stuff a lot different on different perspectives on different things. So that's why I had to bring you on this episode about mental health. Uh, anybody's just checking in. Uh, this is Tony O State One Hundred Podcast. If you're just listening or just checking in right now, but uh, we're talking to Brian Reed about mental health. And uh, 
this is just a topic that nobody really talks about, guys. Uh, this is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. So I thought I'd have an episode with him and Larry, my co-host. Uh, Larry's in the building also. Thank you so much, man. Um, if I can, I'd like to start talking about some of the things that uh, through all these processes I've gone through. There's a couple gems that just really shine forth as um, what you need to do to be sane and healthy. And wow. the, the number one thing by far is always tell the truth. That's right. And that's really daunting. Right. And it's daunting for all the right reasons. Because it's not just about it being the right thing to do. That is a big factor. I really believe in respect of other people. That's right. I do too. I agree with you on that. But it's um, it's so much deeper than that. Because when you force yourself to tell the truth, it forces you to perceive things accurately. Right. And without bias. Right. Instead of taking the easy way out, using things that have already happened to you before, your biases, or, or even like what people would typically say about a situation. It keeps you from being lazy mentally and just applying those things to it. Because um, I think people really lie all the time. Mm-hmm without even realizing it i can see that that is you just i honestly just made me think by just just sitting here just talking to you that's i believe that i believe that's definitely true about that so yeah that's very prevalent in our society and not only do we lie to others i think i think the hardest thing we are the the worst thing we do is we lie to ourselves right right we we don't even tell ourselves right what the true situation is even though we know it Right. We don't want we don't want to deal with it. And right. So we lie to ourselves and say it. that's not really what's happening here. Larry said that's not my fault. With that's it. not my fault. That's you know, that's their fault. That's that's this you know, this person's fault or this situation's fault. It's not my fault. You know, we, we're we're really good at that. Yeah. Or that it doesn't even need to be a problem at all. Exactly. Yeah, that's not a problem. We, right. yeah, that's no big just deal. Just forget about it. Let's yeah, just forget that's about no big it. Deal. Put it in the closet, act like it never happened. And like I said, uh again, guys, like everybody that's out there listening, if uh, you're just joining the show, uh we're talking about mental health. Uh, this is a this is a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Like that's why we're so pressing on it today. Um, it's a lot of kids that's in middle school and high school, or a lot of adults, or even some of these college kids around the city in Bowling Green. It's a lot of people that's going through stuff when it comes to anxiety, depression. People are having suicidal thoughts. Uh, people are just having uh, mental breakdowns and stuff like that. So this is what we wanted to talk yeah. about. We we really wanted to like get the issue out and just talk about everything. Um mental health is just not being talked about in this world or not. I mean enough. I'm sorry about that. It's not getting uh, talked about in this world enough and this is something we wanted to touch on. So you're, you're absolutely right, man. Um about one in twenty people are struggling with some kind of some severe anxiety or depression. And those are diagnosed cases. Wow. And um, that's a fact one you right. say one in twenty? One in twenty. Wow. About about one in ten will admit that they have some problem with it during the week. Um, just from my personal experience, and I think a lot of people would agree, um, I really feel like it's at least half the population is struggling with depression. Or, or not necessarily depression, but definitely struggling with anxiety on a regular basis, especially younger people, uh, right. especially those in college. Yeah, I think right. we're going to see a wave of that in the future as... The generations are growing up now. I I think in when I was growing up, uh, I think it was just an easier time because like 
if somebody was wanted to bully me when I was a kid, they right. had they had to they had to do that person to person. They had to right. be there. And so right. I might I might run into them at school, but right. I can run away. I can go home. You can I hide out for them. a few days. And nowadays, they're it's twenty four seven social media. Exactly social media. The 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 kids growing up today are seeing everything on Instagram, and of course everything everybody poses their their po- most perfect pictures and their happiest time. They don't post what's going on in their real life. What's really going on? What's behind the scenes? It, you know, you Instagram know perfection. You're the Facebook fake stuff. Right, right. And people get so nasty on there too. They do. They and it's, do. It's a get. It's the same thing. It's about being fake. Yeah. Um, they post their nicest pictures right. of themselves. That's fake. But also, uh, they say much meaner things to people or about people than they would ever say if it was an in-person. Oh conversation. yeah, they never say it face to face. And I really feel like. Um, that's not necessarily evil of them. They're just uh, unfortunate bystanders to human behavior. Right. Because um, when you're sitting there on your phone and you don't have that person's presence in front of you, you kind of forget love and humanity. Right. They're right. not human to you. You're Respect, just, you're just, too. You're just typing. Yeah, so you're right. just typing. The, the most important thing becomes getting attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, whether it's good, bad, or, or, right. or anything right. else. So um, back to telling the truth. I, I really feel like um, that's just so paramount to a good life philosophy and mental health, family health in general. Um, and and one of the cascading effects of that that's been really interesting for me and my my personal pursuit to be as truthful as I can possibly be right. is you can finally re- really feel loved. Right. Because... When you allow yourself to be your truest, rawest self, including all the things that you know are wrong with you, all the things that you wonder might be wrong with you, and you go ahead and you ask someone, do I do this? You know, am I, am I rude in this situation? Am I not doing enough around the house? Can I help you with this? I understand. Okay. I definitely understand um, where you're coming from. When, when you're really raw and plain about everything, and then your friends, family, partner, still love you. Right. Just the genuineness of that love is enough. It's it's really what you need to not be anxious or depressed. It's genuine human relationships. You can't have those if it's not genuine. Right. Yeah, and we've all done stuff that we think, wow, if people knew this about me, they would not like me. Right, right. Nobody could love me as, if they knew this about me. Right. But everybody has those things. Everybody. Right. Yeah, and, and have had the opposite effect. It's the best way to make friends. Yeah. Right. Is is to go in, like I go to work, if I'm anxious or, or like, so this is really unnatural for me right now to actually be a server in a restaurant. Right. Because it's not only is it foreign to me, but I'm mildly autistic. So okay. I come back to the kitchen all the time from a table and I'm like, you stay busy. Good Lord, I'm so damn awkward. And I'll say that to whoever's standing around just to get it off my chest. Right. And you know what? Uh, that hasn't that's that's gotten me more friends and more closeness to people. Because they feel the same way. Yeah, they can relate to that. They They can can relate relate to it. They They can relate to it. And everyone's just trying to pretend to be so much more competent than they are. And they're trying to deceive themselves into that. And it causes so many fights, too. Because when when you don't want to admit to yourself that you're having a hard time with something, you will automatically do everything you can to blame it on someone or something else to deflect it. If you're having a hard time staying organized 
and and maybe cleaning up after yourself and someone you live with says something about it you're, you're instantly your first thought is how is it their fault and not my fault right right it's just such a natural or is he trying to start drama yeah. is it about to be some conflict or what beef does he have against me or, right. or she you know so i definitely see where you're coming from i got a question for you talk about like uh i know you said at a young age you deal with all this with your fa- with your dad obviously a family member um as you grow and then as you're grown now you're you're 28 years old like you said earlier what's something that you can look back on you're like i wish i would have understood that like when i was younger and now i understand it now that i'm older you know what i'm saying so oh, to gosh. speak there's a lot um talk about it i don't i don't know if it directly answers your question but the right. biggest thing in in that general way that stands out to me from my childhood is that um, human perception is so faulted. It is. Incredibly faulted. You can fool somebody. You You can fool somebody. You can fool yourself perpetually. And I really saw that with my dad because I could see him react to the same situation in two wildly different ways. Wildly different ways. You know, on the one hour, he could be uh, considering suicide and... (sighs) And being so standoffish from all of us and so sad and sullen. And he was doing his very best to paint the picture that we were making him feel so lonely and miserable. Wow. Wow. Over nothing. You know, I would have been glad to have a meaningful conversation with my dad. I had maybe five in my entire life. And he was just so out there all the time. Um, I, I can't really blame that on him just because I know what he's been through and what he had to deal with, like neurochemically. Mm -hmm. But if my dad and by extension, the rest of us could realize that um, the way he was reacting to the situation was not appropriate. That, yeah, he was having these feelings, but his assessment of, of, whose fault it was or that anyone was at fault was just so wrong. And he refused to accept that he just had a, a mood disorder. Damn. Like he could have just got on uh, lithium right, or something. You know, that is a hard drug. Right. Yeah, that's what my dad was on. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I've heard a lot about it. I heard this. It's pretty uh, strong. But at least me personally, I would rather be on lithium than tear my family and life apart. Right. Right. And... But you know, I sit here and think about it, and and tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm if I'm saying this wrong. Mental health, to me, like I think Larry said earlier, it's kind of to me, it's like it, it, it reminds me of the word deception. It can fool you. So maybe his mind or maybe his brain was fooled at times. Yeah. Maybe he says, I, "I see my family standing here. I see my lovely wife. I see my my son and my daughter." Right. The, the right thing tells me to go to work and uh. Make sure I have a good family. But then he might see demons as you guys. He might see y'all as demons. So it kind of, that's why I said like mental health can make you look left, but it can make you go right. Right. And, you know and, what I'm saying? And uh, pe- people aren't at fault, of course, for having a mental disorder. Right. Um, and just this huge barrier we have for people being healthier is the stigma around it. Right, right. Because when you're afraid to talk about it, 
how can you even know where you're standing or think about how to how to fix it like if no one talked about pain and you had a sprained ankle and had to go to work right and you you had this sensation um that was definitely unpleasant making it hard for you to move but no one else was moving that way right so you're just going to do your best to move normally, walk normally, work hard, not complain. You're really going to mess your ankle up. Right. It's just going to exacerbate it. Whereas, you know, as we do normally, mm-hmm. we're okay with talking about pain. Right. So like, man, my ankle really hurts, a little swollen. You know what? I think I sprained it. Right. Shoot, let me put a brace on because braces are something that people know that you use. Yeah. Braces have been invented and refined because people aren't afraid to talk about having physical pain right. or ailments. We got to get over the stigma for mental health. Right. Definitely. Because like you said, if somebody came, you know, if you, hey, so-and-so, you know, he's got cancer or he's got, you know, whatever kind of disease, you, 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 you know, you understand that's a disease. You know, that's not something that's their fault and you understand it and you have no trouble talking about it or you understand if they're going to get treatment. But if you tell somebody you have a mental illness and, you know, that'll really scare people right, away right, a lot right. of times. And uh, one of the things that I think has been good over the last 20 years is we're starting to appreciate how much therapy can help people and kind of, you know, understand that, that, you know, it's being covered by, by medical insurance and uh, it doesn't, it doesn't have as much stigma as it used to. It used to be if you were going to see a therapist, well, what are you crazy? You know, you wacko, you know, that's, that's what it used to be. And I'll tell you, you're exactly right about that, Larry. And I'll tell you what happened to me yesterday. Uh, actually, uh, when I got dinner last night and uh, I was out and I seen a friend I hadn't seen in a while. And I told him I had just started out a podcast and, uh, he was like, well, you know, we need more positive people. Uh, you know, that school is an alternative school up here. Larry, I don't know if you heard of a lighthouse. Yep. Uh, it's an alternative for kids, you know, that's some kids adolescent. They're struggling with school or they have some behavior issues. Well, he was telling me last night, he was like, they're always looking for guest speakers to come up there on Fridays at 10 o'clock to just talk to the kids because some of the kids actually have mental health issues. So that's something I've been talking. I was talking to him about that last night, just taking that in consideration. And uh, I actually told him, I told him about you, too. I was like, if, if Larry's not busy, we would love to come up there and talk to these kids and just do a speech and just tell them, hey, look, you're no different from me. You can do something because a lot of these kids are so lost. A lot of these kids are going through depression, anxiety. A lot of these kids are in me and your situation, even yours, Brian. A lot of these kids are in our situation. We all was in a very poor situation at one point in our lives. So uh, it's always so good to just reach out. You never know who you just never know who's like who's struggling with depression, anxiety, anything like that, man. So that's 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 why. We're touching on this today. Uh, it's a lot of organizations out there, especially in Bowling Green. I'm trying to partner up with some of them right now. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Larry about a little bit more of that stuff. I really haven't got a chance to talk to Larry because Larry's been busy. You know, we all work full time. But uh, it's just something uh, I've just been wanting to do. And uh, it's just a lot of people just seem like they don't want to talk about mental health. And that, that is the problem. That's the problem. Because um, Talk to me, uh, Brian. And, and I've made so many friends this way and i i really i think my relationships have been really given a lot of depth and quality because i do this and my friends do this right we're open with each other right about our craziness right 
I, you know, my friends, my close friends all know that I have a lot of anxiety. Right. And I'm a little bit autistic. So when I come to them and I'm like, uh, my girlfriend's acting crazy. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's being unreasonable. Right. If they didn't know those things about me, they might be on my side. Right. But since they know those things, they're able to say, uh, you think maybe you're worrying about this too much. And so it's it's creating kind of a spiral effect here. Right. And right. I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right. right. And just being able to bounce stuff off of people that are close to me has taken me from being like actually insane to functioning well just because I can have those kind of conversations all the time. I really just want people to be able to talk about right about their craziness. Right. And that's and that's the good thing about uh mental health. Just just talk to your friends. Anybody out there listening, anybody just checked in, just talk to your friends, your family, your coworkers. Like I said earlier, you never know what nobody's going through. You just don't. So always just that person that you see at work all the time that don't talk to nobody, that everybody makes fun of, talk to that person. You don't know where that person can take you. You don't know who they are, their story, anything like that. So make people feel just as important as you. That's yeah. why we wanted to talk about yeah. this today. That's my favorite thing to do. Right. To find that quiet person right. in the room. Me too. Me too. And go ask them how they're doing. Right. And they're going to say, oh, I'm fine. And they're going to look at their phone. But I'm going to sit there with them a minute. Let You've them get comfortable. Me. Yeah. I'll play on my phone. Me. I'll get, get into their environment, right. but then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to start talking to them again because no one wants to actually be lonely all the time. Right. My wife is, is the world's best at doing that. I think it comes from being a teacher. She's always looking for the kid who's sitting by himself all the time at recess or right. lunch or stuff like that. And that's one thing she's really taught me is to look search out that person who who looks like they're by themselves. They're sitting by themselves. Right. Go over and strike up a conversation because that's not my I'm that's not my natural nature, but it right. is hers for sure. Right. So that's one one thing she's really yeah. taught me. What a kind woman. And I'm sure those kids will remember her for the rest of their lives just because of a conversation here and there. Yeah, definitely. And it's not hard to do. No, it's easy. It's it's, it's really easy. <laughs> Once it's, it's just getting over that initial fear because, you, you I mean, it's like everything else. Your fear, your fear. Oh, what if I go over here and they don't want to talk to me, or right. you know, they reject me, or whatever. You know, who cares? So what? You know what? Yeah. Um, if that happens, it happens. Yeah. At, after being that guy for so long, yeah. the guy in the corner doesn't want to talk to anybody. Uh, trust me. The only reason they're not talking to you is because they feel inferior. Right. 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 And it's it's just so easy to talk someone and make their talk to someone and make their week. Why would you not do it? Yeah. So like you said, sometimes Ooh. you may have to give them a little time because their their initial reaction maybe I'm gonna reject this person before they can get a chance to reject me. Right. So sometimes you have to you have to break through that wall a little bit. It might take a little while, it might take two or three or four times, you know, it might not happen that very first time, but keep at it. Right. Right, man. Uh and that's one thing I that's one thing I've always thought. Like uh, I know I did it. Brian, you're not familiar with this. I did an episode on Larry's uh, Lifting with Larry's podcast show uh, about a couple months ago. And I went to Atlanta for the summer and I touched on this on the episode. And I was like, a lot of people was like, Antonio, he don't hang out with people that much. He stays to himself. Is he is he we he may be weird or does he have a mental issue? You know, I just I just stay to myself sometimes, you know, it's, it had nothing to do with me being weird. You know, I was just focused on doing this podcast. I was focused on saving money. I was just focused on bettering myself. And a lot of times when people think that you're so quiet or nobody, 
somebody scared to talk to you. you know, I don't think everybody thought I was so much, so much weird. They just didn't know nothing about me. I found out through a coworker. Somebody was like, they, we just don't know enough about Antonio. He's mysterious about everything. What does he, what does he do? But I talked to that person. I told him, I said, no, I'm not, you know, I'm just a, I'm a low key guy. I work. I got family. My family stays an hour and a half away. You know, I'm all about my business. I'm always got something going on. I always have something going on. And I'm just, I'm a people person, you know, uh, I like hanging out with people. I like uh, conversating and, and, and meeting new people and doing new things. It's just sometimes I like to stay to myself because if I stay to myself, I know I can accomplish way more because I'm focused. So I'm focused. So that's another thing I feel like mental when it comes to mental health, it could it could it could deceive you because some people can think, oh, he's going through all these issues. He's not talking to nobody. Uh, he's struggling with this. So you almost felt like and I'm not trying to paint a bad picture right. here think you're a top-notch guy really do right. um but you literally thought that it might not be worth your time investment to get that close to people at times spend that yeah. much time talking at times to uh i like meeting people you know what i'm saying at times i just i was just so focused man right. i was just so focused brian uh but then lately right lately you've really opened up to everybody right and ac- right. actually opened up to everybody about your thoughts feelings life what you want to do right and do you regret it now I don't. I don't regret it. I don't. Uh, I wish I would have thought that the first time around. But I realize when you open up with, with people and you tell people more things, you realize that a lot of people are going through this or they can just relate. They're going through the same thing that you're going through or they can relate to you. You know, like I said, me, and you've had plenty of conversations in the 500 just sitting back there just talking. And I say to you, I say, dang, Brian, you made me think like today. I told you that <laughs> we were at Chipotle earlier, guys. Uh I think Larry was still at work. I was about to text him, but I think Larry was still at work. We had some good Chipotle. They had some good, really good grilled chicken. And uh, I think you had steak. Didn't you? Chipotle Congress. wants to sponsor the podcast. Right. Just get in touch with Antonio. Shout out Chipotle. <laughs> That's right. And Brian. Brian. It was Brian's idea. So uh, Chipotle, what you had the steak? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't podcast on an empty stomach. Go right. Head down to right. Chipotle. Right. So that's 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 but but that's what I wanted to say though, man. Uh, back to it. That's what I wanted to say. It's just. I wasn't trying to be weird or nothing like that. And like I, I told some of my friends and they got a better understanding of me. They was like, okay, I, and, I look at it different now. Cause they were used to going out all the time. I was just trying to stay focused, you know, and some people's focus is different from others. So that's what it was right, with me. Right. And I feel like, uh, just, just from watching you, I really feel like since you opened up to everyone about this, your life's taken off. I appreciate be- it. Because, uh, people are able to give you feedback and, you ask people for feedback not because you want to compliment, right? But because you want actual right. feedback. Right. You're being honest with yourself. Right. You're realizing, you know, that you probably have things that you can do better that you're not even seeing. Right. Right. And you're valuing the the feedback you get from other people. Right. Right. And I gotta take a lot of I take a lot of that credit to Larry because, uh, like I said, like I said in the last episode, my first episode, I would not be in this position if it wasn't for Larry Duncan. I met the man on accident. I seen this business card. I contacted him. I said, hey, you do podcasting? Next thing, boom, boom, boom. So Larry has took me and uh, just showed me the way. You know, he's been a mentor. He's been a friend. Larry's one of the realest people, person I've ever met in my life. He's a good guy. Uh, he has a lot going for himself, good family. So, like I said, I'm if, if it weren't for Larry Duncan, I would not be in this position. That's a guarantee. Yeah, I appreciate I that. that. I appreciate that, Antonio. I mean, uh, I appreciate that. But, uh, the you know, I... I I couldn't have made you do it. I couldn't make you do anything. I just talked to you about it. I, I enjoy podcasting a lot. Right. And I have to 
I'm just passing along what was given to me. I right. have some podcast mentors up in Michigan yeah. who do a couple of podcasts. And actually, one of their podcasts is called Threads, Life Unfiltered. Okay. And it's two guys who are friends, and they sit down, and their whole premise of their podcast is to be unfiltered. And they talk about, we're not going to get on here and talk about the, the, the good things in life. So they start each show talking about, okay, what's, what's something in the last two weeks what, that I've, that's been a failure that I've had? Right. I mean, they get real. I mean, they they get real, real on there. Real and uncut. Yeah. yeah. And they talk, they talk a ton about mental health. And yeah. a lot of people, a lot of guests on. I'm going to have to check them. I'm going to have to take those guys out. It's a great podcast. It's called Threads, okay. Life Unfiltered. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ben and Jason. Definitely going to uh, check that out. So they also do a rideshare podcast, which is how I got to know them. Right. Because I started listening to their podcast. And they mm. actually do it. They actually live stream it on Facebook Live and um, YouTube and Stitch. Uh, uh, all sorts of different avenues now. Right, all um, different platforms. So you can you can actually get on every other Wednesday and watch them as they report their co- podcast, and you can interact with them. Cool. So I, I started commenting on their podcast and got to know them and got to be start talking with them. They have a chat channel on Telegram app for uh, drivers from all over the country. So we get on there and chat back and forth. Got to be really good friends with them. Got to I went I actually went up there for their picnic last June. Okay. Got to meet a bunch of guys and gals right. and. Especially uh, Jason, he kept putting a bug in my ears. Like, hey, hey, you should really think about starting your podcast. And the more he talked about it, the more I was like, hey, I think that, you know, I think I'd enjoy that quite a bit. Right. Um, I, I so started putting that, you know, over my mind, started thinking of it. And so I'm just trying to pass along what was passed along to me. And I told Antonio, I meet a lot of people who are all gung ho when they get my business card or when they're, they're in a pastor of mine and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to be on your podcast. I can't wait, man. I got so much to say. <laughs> and you're all right. So give me your number. And then you, you text them, hey, you know, when's a good time to set up for the podcast? And crickets, man. They don't ever answer you back. Yeah. They never. Very rarely will you get somebody that'll actually. But when I'm Antonio, I'm just like, he's going to fall through. I can tell. I can just tell his attitude. I appreciate that, man. Through, I, like man. I said, I do everything yeah. that uh, I say I'm going to do. I'm, I'm serious about everything I do. Uh, I just take it serious. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while. And by the way, Larry, that's happened to me maybe a couple times. Yeah. A lot of people, I've been getting a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Tony Stay 100 show, if you're just uh, coming in or listening. Uh, a lot of people ask me all the time. They say, hey, can I come on a podcast? or Hey, I want to do an episode. And then there's a couple of people that I've, I've, I went at and I asked them, maybe one mm-hmm. or two people said, uh, I'm not ready or I'm too low key and all that. I said, look, I can make you anonymous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can make you anonymous. Too. You don't have to we ain't got to say who you are, but uh, <laughs> it's just something that's fun when it comes to podcasting. And it's something that I've, I've been into. My brother's been asking a lot of questions about, um, I plan to do an episode on him in the future. He wants yeah. to do it with you too. Yeah. Awesome. He listens Looking to everything. To he listens to your stuff too. Good deal. Um, Good so, deal. uh, my brother, he's, he might be the next one in line. So, uh, like I said, man, I appreciate everything you have done for me this far. Uh, like I said, I would not be in these, in these shoes today. If it weren't for you, uh, yeah, you I'm just, just passing it forward, man, <laughs> just passing it forward. And I appreciate that. And, uh, you, you're doing a really good job, man. And your show is crazy. Uh, Lifting with Larry, his podcast, Brian is Lifting with Larry. Any listeners out there, Lifting with Larry, he's been out for what nine or ten months now. Yeah, I think I started last May, maybe. And you got about how many episodes right um, now? I think uh, ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. Like Lifting that. with Larry is one of the top in Bowling Green. That's me. I said it. I'm telling you now. And uh, a lot of people downloading it, and uh, it's just Larry. Larry know what he's doing. He's been doing the game for like literally ten, eleven months, like you just said. So that's great. That's great. It sounds like it. It all started out with. Uh, 
just being truthful about daily life. Just being yeah, honest. yeah. Like I said, I, I, I hear I get so many people, and uh, you know, Bowling Green's you know fairly small, so a lot of people I'll, I'll get to hear part of their story. I don't get to hear all of it, and I'm like, man, I'd love to hear the rest of your story right. you know, because it's interesting. And uh, so I just you know kind of got in my mind, you know, that that probably make for a good podcast. Um, just sit down and. Like, you know, tell your story because everybody's got a story. They they may not you know think they have a story or they right. may not want to share their story, and that's fine. Yeah. But everybody's got a story. And, you know, it's not everybody's is not glamorous or are full of adventure or you know all this kind of stuff. You have people that, that do have those kind of stories, but everybody's right. got a story. Right. That's that's what people say. They'd be like, uh, "If I come on your show, what do I need to talk about, or what do I want to talk about, or what can we talk about?" I said, "Let's talk about your downfalls into where you are today." I said, we can talk about anything, what you're doing, what your job is. Like, it's a podcast. Just come over here. We're just going to have a conversation flow. Yep. Yep. Uh, you ain't got no reason to be scared about anything. Just be be yourself. That's why I tell people, just be yourself. I told Brian the same thing. And uh, Brian, Brian has, has aced it so far. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying hard. I know it's a important it's an important subject. Like Antonio mentioned, uh, you know, my, my dealings kind of with the mental health issue I grew up with a dad who was bipolar. He did not have the rapid bipolar switching, which I I remember reading a book about that about a woman who had that one time because I read a lot of stuff about bipolar. Just once they finally figured out what my dad had, and I I was like, that's got to be just a crazy world where where they flip back and forth because my dad would you know he would flip it would be usually you know weeks at a time where between when he would do that and back then you know i'm 53 back in the late 60s early 70s when he first started kind of experiencing that they didn't really know much about it it took him forever right to even diagnose what he had he was misdiagnosed and all sorts of treatments i mean they did shock therapy on him everything and you know he ended up being in prison for i don't know nine or ten years because wow he, he when the manics when they get high on on their on their high side that they think they can just do anything right think they can get away with, with no anything. authority you can't do with, that with you yeah, cannot no do consequences that. and consequences. so he would he would he would do stuff like steal somebody's checkbook and write checks to himself and cash them but then you get on on a low period and you couldn't get him out of bed for three days now when he was Manic, he was the best dad. He would wear, he'd be out playing in the yard with us, and we'd all be wanting to go in. And he's still ready to play for another two days. Right. And then, but then when he was depressed, he, you know, he wouldn't get out of bed. And I was young enough; I don't remember a lot about it. I remember that uh, he was a lab tech, but uh, mom didn't work. When we, had, you know, at that time we had five kids, five children, and um, so he also did a paper route in the mornings, right. you know, in his car. And I remember days when me and my sisters, older sisters, would have to do the paper route. And at that time, I didn't know why, but it was because he was in bed for you know for a couple of days and one one coming out. Right. And I didn't, I didn't really experience um, him like in a in a really bad way until probably much later in life. I was probably in my early mid twenties when they were trying to switch him off lithium because they had him on lithium. But lithium destroys your kidneys. You know, it right. just does over time. So they trying to switch them off something. They tried a few things, and they tried one, and it just wasn't working. That's the first time I really, really saw him in a depressed state, and it scared the hell out of me. I mean, it, I, I called my sister because my <laughs> sister dealt with it. She was five years older. She she remembered. You know, she knew how wow. to do it. And it just you know he he didn't want to go to work. He was still a lab tech. He thought he was he afraid he you know injure somebody or or you know accidentally or something and. Uh, it, it just it was really spooky, but I can't imagine uh, the the world of living in somebody that's a that's a rapid flip bipolar. That's just got to be 
It, it was insane. Crazy. I, I don't think my dad went quite as far to either extreme, maybe as yours did. Yeah. But the um, but the frequency, the frequency of it, really just made such an unpredictable environment. Sure. Yeah. But it, it made me really keen to perceive uh, people's moods. Sure. Because yeah, yeah, I'm right. sure you could walk in and say the exact same sentence in the exact same tone two days apart or, or a couple hours apart sometimes and he would have a 180 degree reaction to the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, you can kind of tell. You can kind of tell like when you meet a person like a day or two in, you can tell like when they flip the, sc- the script. You can tell like when they're a little different. Sometimes you can tell if they got like some kind of issues. I've ran across people a couple times uh, at work or in person or, or I'm doing something out in the city or something like that. You, you can just tell. Like you can tell that's not the person I met two days ago. Yeah. And you ask them what's wrong and nothing's clearly really wrong with them. But well, something right. is wrong. They got some mental health issues. Right. So. Uh, man, that's why, like I said, that's why I wanted to talk about this uh, mental health. And I got a question for you, Brian. I wanted to ask you. I said, um, what do you want people to remember you as? Like when it's all said and done and you pass on, what do you want people to remember you as? What type of person do you want people to remember you as? That's such a profound question. But somehow I immediately have the answer. What's that? Um, I want people to remember me as the guy. That got them to open their eyes to the world. Right. Okay. And and to it, life is so beautiful. It is. But you really have to get out of your comfort zone to let it come into your life. And expand expand your horizon too, I believe. I right. do. You gotta you gotta try different things like you said. And, um, and for me growing up as a Jehovah's Witness, right. homeschooled, autistic, um, the contrast that I've experienced between almost total isolation and now coming into the world while also being super keen to people's emotions, thoughts, and how they interact with each other and how people interact with each other is really just giving me such a, such a sense of how valuable people are, how incredibly valuable it is for people to talk to each other, right. give each other genuine compliments. You know, don't tell someone that they look nice. Tell someone that you appreciate that they always have a good attitude. Right. Tell someone that you appreciate that they always try to be helpful. Right. Tell someone that uh, they're just nice to be around or that they're funny. Right. Tell someone they look nice if they actually look nice. Right. And you feel like maybe you want to give them that compliment for some reason. There's an old saying. There's an old saying I always say. I post it on my Facebook and Snapchat or Twitter whenever I feel like saying it. It ain't about the looks. It goes as the way it goes is it ain't about the looks. It's about the vibe. It ain't always about what the person looks like. It's about what kind of vibe you get around them. Right. Whether it's good or bad or whether you're being happy or sad. It's about the vibe. It's never about the look because you can look at somebody and be like, I don't like them just by the way they look. But if you meet that person and you like their personality and you just sit there and just talk to them for a couple seconds or up to an hour you sit there and say to yourself this person a lot like me more than i thought i uh if we have time yeah i'd like to talk about uh something kind of related to this okay um is phone use and i hate to be cliche because you know everyone wants to talk about how phone use is bad for mental and social health right but um you know there's the majority of thoughts and emotions that and memories that come to you while you're awake are coming from your subconscious. You're not actively forming all those. They're presenting themselves to your conscious mind, you know, and then there in your frontal lobe is 
where you decide where to put your attention, what you're going to uh, try to do, you're going to problem solve, you're going to seek rewards, you're going to avoid conflict, all that ex executive function. Um, our modern life demands way too much of our executive function. If you think about the way that we've lived for the past rest of humanity and our evolutionary tree, um, we had a lot of downtime, at least mentally. We're not taking any downtime now. And when we do have downtime, we're on our phones and it's idle and it keeps us from truly resting, truly resting our like prefrontal and frontal cortex, which you need to do. You need to, because if you don't rest it, you're not getting quality, like uh, self-reflection. You're not allowing yourself to sort of back off and see the big picture. And you're not letting yourself talk to the people that are around you. Right. Right. And uh, really, it's, it's phone use is like an addictive substance for your frontal lobe. Right. Because there's always something to do. It's always moving. You can always problem solve, reach and hit a button, go talk to someone, go <laughs> find some useless information. Oh, I like that color orange. Oh, this uh, YouTube video sure. looks interesting. There's always something to do. But it's keeping us disconnected. And like Larry was talking about earlier, it's it's uh, pulling us away from reality. Right. Because now everything's all about these images and how fast they spread. Right. How many how, likes can I get? Right. <laughs> right. Basically, how much of a how many frontal people lobe. How many people viewed my uh, Snapchat? Yeah. Right. Likes, views, all that. It's all little followers. Followers. And I can't say nothing. I've, I've done that at times. I've done that at times. Uh, I, I stopped doing that really like two years ago. I don't care about the likes or nothing like that. Uh, um, but when it comes to a thing like podcasting, I feel like it is about subscribers. You do want a lot of people to listen. I, with me, I want a lot of people. I want it to touch a lot of people because there's somebody out there that's going to accidentally click and be like, what's this guy's podcast about? Or what's Larry's podcast about? And it's going to click to him. I need to hear that conversation. Yeah. I need to hear that. Or they might hear your voice today. Hey, I, I, I'm 28. I don't use Facebook. Don't use Twitter. Don't use Instagram. Wow. I have Facebook Messenger just as a text messaging app. And I've never felt more connected and social in my life. Wow. If there's, great. If there's people around, I refuse to get out my phone. Right. To entertain myself. Right. I might get it out to uh, look up something, use a calculator, use it as a tool. Right. Which is what it should be most of the time. Right. But why are you going to entertain yourself when there's other human beings around? Right. What's life about? You're throwing life away to play with your toy. Yeah, that's one thing that my wife and I would do when we go out to eat is just take a minute and look around. And you're like, look at how many people are at a table and everybody's looking at their phone. And they're right there. You know, they want to go out with these people to eat. But yet they don't want to interact with them, you know. Whether right. and and sometimes it's parents and kids, or it's college kids, or are all ages now. You know, it's not just the kids. Right. You see parents, parents the same too. And uh, you know, I've read about a thing. I've never. I'd love to do it sometime when I go out with some people. But I've heard of people that will go and they'll when they go out to eat, they'll they'll get a basket and they'll put everybody's phone in there. Like, all right, first person to pull out their phone has to pay for everybody. <laughs> it's like, that's brilliant. I like that. Or first, yeah, I seen something like that <laughs> on TV too. Uh, they had like six phones, six people went out to dinner. Yeah. Or the first person that gets a notification has to yeah. pay for dinner. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that. I think that trend has started to go around. Uh, and that's what's crazy about this world. We live off the latest trends. 
It's always something new coming out. We're, we're Next, social beings. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. And I think, and I quite frankly, I think that the phone, I think the cell phone is a, is the middleman and it's stopping a lot of kids from learning way more than what they should. Like a lot of these kids probably won't make it to college because the phone got in the way because they, they care about their phone more than their yeah. education. Yeah. And because of that, there's just so many problems. They can't go no further than high school. Yeah. This is this is where this is where I'm gonna go. This is this is as far as I can go, because the phone got in the way, yeah. and the phone is doing that. People people don't see it, but you got to read between the lines because it's it's the phone is taking so much pressure. It's just it's it's controlling mm-hmm. kids' life. It's, it's crazy how these kids got all these ten year olds, eight year olds got iPhones, and it's just because <laughs> it's addictive. It's addictive, and it's just addictive to that front part of your brain Man. where where you're just trying to find something to do, and. uh if you can just let that part of your your mind relax for a little bit, you'll feel so much more at peace. And then when there is something to do that's meaningful, you'll be ready to do it because you'll be rested and focused. Right. But there's there's just so many problems with the education system in general. I almost don't blame kids for pulling out their phone during class. Um, right. That's that's an entire another topic. But. Sure. Right. But I I, uh, I I relate to what we're talking about. Until until a few years ago, I, you know, I, I had my phone, but I was one of those people who was always talking about the other people. All of these people point out their phone all the time. What, what are they doing? What are they doing? Because I wouldn't do that. But after I started my and kind of getting into my podcast right. and I started doing stuff like that, then you start checking it. You know, and in, you my, check in, in my Instagram, I do an Instagram for yeah. Lifting with Larry Instagram where I take pictures with my passengers. Shout out Lifting and, with Larry. And uh, you, you do you start getting hooked? At it. Oh man, I got a like on there. Oh wait a minute, I need to put notifications on my. On my uh, on my watch, so I'll know as soon as I get a like. You know, I, I don't have to even pull out my phone. I'll know. You know, you get into that, and you're like, oh, you just gotta you gotta really just watch yourself because it's easy easy to fall into that trap. Easy, because yeah. it's it's nice, it's yeah. real nice. But what are you sacrificing? Exactly, for? exactly. Yeah, I, I read that in uh, I think it was Australia, maybe or a few countries they were um, testing Instagram where they were taking away the ability for like other people to see how many likes you are you know on your on your page <laughs> yeah uh, so then it's not so much of a status symbol you know oh i got 300 likes on this picture well nobody else is going to know so maybe your focus isn't going to be there as much right. i think that'd be a great thing <laughs> right brian is there anybody that you wanted to shout out do you want to shout out anybody and just say hey uh i'm doing well or anybody in your family or anybody there's, that you're close to there's so many i mean i really miss my family they don't talk to me uh anymore because i left the jehovah's witnesses Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, and I try to talk to them um, indirectly about about what I think about life and just my my views on philosophy and belief Mm -hmm. in general. Uh, We can't really get into that too much, uh, just because they refuse to talk about it. But right, do your parents still back in Ohio? uh, No, they've uh, they've moved all over the world. Actually, they're separated in different parts of the world. Okay, and your dad's um, in Belize. You told me. Yes. Wow. And your mom? Where's your mom? They, my mom and sister are in Taiwan. Wow. Yep. Far, far away. Wow. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, um, uh, in a way, I'm so isolated, but I feel so connected. And I'm so grateful for my friends. Um, I want to. I do want to shout out for, for Cody, Mo, and Three. Been uh, really amazing friends to me. And for the reasons that I'm talking about today. Um, we've created an environment with each other where we can really talk about anything. Right. And that's been just so incredibly value, valuable. It's important to have at least one person that you can talk to about anything. Right. Yeah. And then uh, and then 
my my girlfriend Taylor um, has just been so loving and reassuring to me and encouraging me right. uh, to to open up. I needed this. Just I met as much Taylor as recently. Taylor, really cool chick. She's extra cool. Extra right. cool. My opposite. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but just see. The environment that, that she's created with me, I feel open to express anything and still feel loved. And and that's really opened my eyes actually in general to a lot of what I'm trying to talk about today. Yeah, when 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 you when you know you can be yourself around somebody, it it's uh it takes a lot less energy because you're not always having to be well try to be somebody you're not <laughs> right, right. And put on this facade in front of them. So I mean overarchingly what I'm trying to say today is Everyone's afraid. Everyone's insecure. Nobody knows what they're doing. But we all want to be genuine. We're just afraid to be. Right. right. That's that's. I've had so many interesting experiences that have allowed me to see that. And for that, they've been worth it. Right. Right. I just want to say a special shout out to uh, Black History Month. It is Black History Month. Uh, it's almost over. I just want to shout out to all the people that paved the way for me. Martin Luther King. LeBron James, Harry Tubman, all those people. I just want to shout out a special shout out to Black History Month. So I wanted to say that. And uh, I want to say also, I want to say uh, thank you, uh, Larry, for c- contributing on the show today. Uh, you're an amazing guy, man. You showed me the way. Uh, you've taught me so much. You're a mentor and a friend, like I said before. Um, hey, man, I appreciate it. And, and I mean, you're doing the work, man. You're, 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 you're getting it done. Um, and before we go to, I, I just want to say, um, since we're on the you know topic today of mental health, if there's anybody out there who's who's struggling right, right now, um, contact somebody. Contact us. You, there there y'all are people can out there. Yeah. yeah, you can contact Antonio. You can contact me, Brian. Uh, we'll put you in touch with Brian. Right. But but reach I, out to somebody. And my Instagram page is on there. It is Tony State 100. My Instagram Instagram page is on uh, my podcast description. Uh, you can contact me, DM me. We'll talk. We'll meet up. Uh, you can meet Larry. Lifting with Larry. Yeah, and all my stuff's you know it's L Y F T I N G. Lifting with Larry. Right. Liftingwithlarry.com. I'm lifting with Larry on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, um, I, this it's really so important for people to be out there to support each other. Right. And, right. And uh, there are many times in my life that I really wish I just saw someone that I could talk to. Where I felt like it wasn't going to screw my life up if I admitted how crazy I really was, right? And uh, or look at you any different, yeah, yeah. So. Just to put people at ease, um, there were three whole years of my life where I was so depressed and anxious and suicidal that every night before I would go to bed, I would make sure there was nothing in reach that I could kill myself with, right. including medications, mm-hmm. because I was so depressed. And starting to sleepwalk, I was afraid I'd do it in my sleep. It gets deep. It gets deep. It does. People don't talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. That's why we brought it up tonight. If you want to, if you're struggling with something and you want to talk to someone that's not going to judge you, reach out to me, please. Reach out to Brian Reed, ladies and gentlemen. This wraps up episode two. Thanks for all the support from all my listeners, and keep sharing and subscribing to Tony State 100. We love you guys. Hey, thanks, Brian. We appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you, you, Brian.